kids these days need us to make words matter for good. I'm your host, Dr. Beth Trammell. I'm a licensed psychologist and an associate professor of psychology at IU East in Richmond, Indiana. And I love, um, you know, I love talking about words and behavioral communication strategies that uh, we can use as adults in working with kids, whether that's uh, you as a parent or you as a teacher. And so today's episode is my first episode this summer, and we're going to talk about creating structure over the summer. You know, as I talk with parents and teachers and caregivers, you know, the thing that we love and hate about summer is that it's just less structure, right? This is the thing I hear from parents all the time, or, you know, in a month and a half when we're coming to the end of summer, I hear parents saying, Ooh, I just really need my kids to go back to school. <laughs> I need them to go back to school. I need to get back in the swing of things. They need to get back in the swing of things. And so today I want to talk a little bit about ways that we might be able to do that even during the summertime, right? So how do we create structure? This word structure is one that comes up a lot when we talk about how do we, you know, how do we raise kids? How do we minimize problems? Right. I hear people say like, well, you know, they just need structure, you know, and I actually talk about this a lot in the teacher trainings that I do or in parent trainings that I do. We all talk about this word structure. We talk about this word consistency, and it's really hard to do in everyday life if you don't break it down to what it really means. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So for me, when I talk with folks about structure, I talk about creating clear expectations and effective routines. And if you have clear expectations and effective routines, then you have structure. So let's start with um, creating clear expectations. So as you kind of think about your child's summer, as you think about kind of the day in and day out of summer, how are you sharing your expectations for your child? Is it okay that your teen is sleeping until noon? Is it okay that they are on their phone more? Are you checking their device for the amount of time they're spending on their screen? Are they uh, spending more time with friends, less time with friends? How are you sharing your expectations with them? And in doing so, particularly for our teenagers, how are you engaging with them about those expectations, right? So maybe it comes in the form of goal setting with them, right? What do you want them to do this summer? What do they want to do this summer? For our younger ones, they may still be going to daycare part-time or full-time. And yet um, maybe there are different kind of flows or rhythms this summer season that are different. And in fact, I'm going to talk on my other podcast, Things You Learn in Therapy, about those kind of seasons and rhythms that we have as adults. And so tune into that on Friday. It will be available on Friday mornings. So as you are kind of thinking about what are the expectations you have, sometimes I challenge parents to first think about what are their expectations for the summer? Do they want their kids to rest more? Do you want them to read more? Do you want them to spend time with friends? What is it 
that are your expectations because you can't certainly communicate your expectations if you haven't had a chance to sit down and really think about them. So as you are thinking about what are my expectations, how can I sit down with my child and explain them to my child, or not just that, how can I thread those expectations through my daily interactions without being nagging? Nobody likes when people are nagging. (laughs) And so how can we share those expectations with our kids in a way that doesn't make them hate us? And one of the things you might do is the other part of this that we're going to talk about, which is to uh, kind of create effective routines. So when I talk about routines, I talk about kind of big routines and mini routines, right? And so for our kids, big routines may be sort of what is the agenda for the day? So my kids wake up and there is an expectation that they will brush their teeth and they will comb their hair and they will put chapstick on their lips. That was not my thing. (laughs) My husband really encourages them to put chapstick on, which I love because then they don't have that ring of chapped lips around their mouth. If I were just their parent, I would forget about that. And then my poor kids. Anyway, I'm digressing. So they, um, yeah, they're combing, they have to comb their hair, um, brush their teeth and do all of those things, get dressed, that sort of thing. That's their morning routine. After they do that, they eat breakfast. And then in the summer, they have kind of this workout routine that we have created for them with some basketball drills, dribbling and shooting drills. And then we do sort of a short run as a family together. And after that, um, they would have some free time to play or kind of do stuff with their friends or go to the pool or that sort of thing. So the big routine is kind of like the agenda for the day, right? We're going to go to the pool at 11. We're going to read from 10 to 1030, uh, whatever that kind of agenda for the day would look like. Now, I think this is kind of the first hurdle for some parents because they uh, don't operate like teachers operate a classroom right? Our kids in the classroom have an agenda every day. Sometimes it's the same. Sometimes it, um, you know, adjusts on Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day it is. But teachers are great at creating big routines, right? So it's our job to think about what do we want their day to look like? And then we share clear expectations about the fact that we will have our kids go through that big routine. In addition to the big routine, you might have mini routines, right? So what is the routine for them brushing their teeth? What is the routine for them cleaning their room? What is the routine for them to eat their food, right? Maybe it's they sit down at the table and then after they eat, they put their dishes in the sink or in the dishwasher, right? We're created to follow routines. So much of your day is routine based, right? You put your pants on the same way, you take your shower the same way. And if you don't take your shower the same way, you end up forgetting to rinse your hair of the shampoo or conditioner, right? Just, I'm just saying hypothetically, like, you know, speaking for a friend maybe, but we all live and operate with routines. And so our kids are no different. So as you are thinking about both the big routine and the mini routines that you're going to have, This is our path to not having to nag them about everything, right? If you can have a routine for all the pieces 
that they have to do, right? What are their chores? What's their routine, their mini routine around doing chores? Some of our kids are going to need a visual schedule, meaning they are not going to be able to follow the routine if you just tell them with your words. They're going to need you to get a little clipboard maybe and write it out. Or maybe you have a dry erase board that is on the wall. And before you head out for the day, you leave a little note with step one, step two, step three. That would be great visual structure for your child. So I often talk with folks about using both verbal structure, meaning the instructions you give them, right? Hey, so today at two o'clock, I'm going to be home from work and we have to get a haircut, right? That's verbal structure. And that's great. All of our kids are accustomed to receiving verbal structure. Some of our kids may be needing us to have also visual structure, right? So we might have a visual checkbox list of things that they check off or dry erase off, whatever it might kind of be for your child. But that additional visual structure may help them kind of have predictability around what the day is going to be. And it may minimize some arguments. So my teenager and I sometimes have, um, how shall we say this? Miscommunications about what the schedule is. And often it's because I haven't communicated with her about what our schedule is. And she has made plans in her mind. And so we both have these plans and then they come crashing together. And um, now we have kind of this strategy that, Um, At the beginning of the week, she sends me a notes page of all of the practices or plans that she has. And now that might change 28 times in the next three days. But at least I have an early sense of what uh, she has planned for the week. It's almost like having kind of a team meeting. If you're a supervisor or if you have anybody on your team or you have a coworker or even your partner, it's just a time to kind of sit down and organize communicate about what the kind of plans are for the week. And it may minimize some problems and uh, some communication errors that you might have. So as you are thinking about what you want that summer routine to look like, you might be thinking, I don't know, what is a summer routine supposed to look like? Here's the beauty. It isn't supposed to look like anything. It's supposed to look like what's best for you and your family and your child. Maybe this is a time for you to teach them new skills. Maybe this is a time for you to take individual time, one-on-one time with your child because you haven't had a chance to do that. Maybe this is time for them to rest. Maybe it's time for them to work. I don't know what it is, but I think sometimes, and even I am guilty of this, right? I fall prey to comparing what I'm doing or what my kids are doing in the summer to what we're supposed to do or what other people are doing. And I want to say no to that. I just want to say no to that this summer. You know, I want to say yes to what's best for my kids and my family. And if that is uncomfortable for someone else, or if I start to fear that comparison, or if I start to feel those feelings of insecurity, I just want to say no to that. And I want to say no that for you too. So my hope is that today you will hear and be encouraged that you are the expert on your child. No one uh, knows your child better than you do. And, you know, all of us who have these fancy degrees, we know things about kids or families or parents in general 
but you're really the expert on your own child. And so create some structure this summer that will maybe make life slightly easier this summer, slightly less stressful, whatever it might be. And I hope that you tune in to um, Things You Learn Therapy on Friday. And next week, I am going to be talking about anger, (laughs) which might be kind of ironic. Um, I don't know. Hopefully this week we won't be feeling a lot of anger because we're going to be implementing a lot of new structure and that'll be great. But um, I anticipate that this topic of anger is one that all of us experience personally. All of us have to witness in our kids. And I think sometimes it's, we're unsure, you know, we're unsure what to do. And so next week, On Monday, that's the episode that we will uh, drop and we'll share with you. So as always, if you have comments or questions or just want to share that um, you've tried any of these things or things that have worked or didn't work, would love to hear from you. I value your time and the fact that you listened today to this episode. So thank you. And as always, make words matter for good. Bye.